Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God the Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God which we will consider today is our epistle lesson. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 2, reading verses 11 through 20, as follows in Jesus' name. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of wrongdoing, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, honor the king. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, dear fellow redeemed, you and I live our lives here in this world during the years that we're given. Here we go to school and we start careers, we get married and have children, we take out home mortgages, we buy cars, we go on vacations. All of that, but as Christians we are, in fact, all the while, really citizens of another place. For by God's grace shown to us in Jesus our Savior, we are now also citizens of the kingdom of heaven. While we live and work and study and eat and sleep just like everyone else, we are really aliens here, just passing through on our way to our permanent homeland above. In the verses that come just before our text, St. Peter said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. A person who travels to a foreign country to, to live and work and study for a while is sometimes referred to as an alien. That word alien has a negative connotation, we know, but... An alien really is simply someone who's from another place. He's a pilgrim, a sojourner, somebody who is traveling. 
that person faces challenges as he learns a new language and adapts to new customs and a new culture. By the way he talks, the way he does things, he reveals himself to be an outsider, an alien. So while we are citizens of God's kingdom through Jesus Christ, at the same time, we live our lives here in this world. So the question is, how should we live while we're here? On the basis of our text this morning, let's consider an alien's code of conduct. And here Peter gives us three words which can summarize what should be our code, our behavior in the world. And they are abstain and submit and endure. Peter begins, dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against the soul. As Christians, we're all in a constant state of war, not with each other, not with our neighbors. It's an inward war. It's not a loud and bloody war. No weapons are used, but it's a war nonetheless. There's a lot at stake our souls. The opposing sides in this are the new man who has been redeemed by Christ and has been regenerated, that is born again through the gospel. On the other side in this conflict is the old man, the old sinful nature, sometimes called the old Adam. He hangs on to us, clings to us, interferes with us in our lives. The new man, out of gratitude for the gift of salvation and eternal life, wants to please God and thank him, while the old man in us wants only to satisfy his own urges and his own desires. That old nature is very comfortable living in this world. He enthusiastically embraces the world's ideas, the world's opinions. The old man is likely to brave a bad road and stormy weather in order to socialize on a Saturday night. He becomes very cautious about taking that same road to a worship service on Sunday morning. And lest we think that this war between the new man and the old man is waged only in those Christians who are young and weak and immature, then remember, no less a Christian than the Apostle Paul had to contend with it, and he lamented to the Romans, I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. He wrote, I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body. As Christians, we're going to share that with Paul. We'll be fighting in this war all of our lives. And if we weren't in the fight, then it would mean that the old man is probably winning a resounding victory already, or it means that we're already now at home with Christ in paradise. In the meantime, though, our code of conduct here calls for us to abstain 
from the fleshly desires, the lusts which war against our soul. Though the battle may seem to us completely unwinnable at times, we stay on in the struggle and by the power of God the Holy Spirit working in us through the gospel, we gain some victories along the way and we remain always certain of the final victory to come. By abstaining, by battling against the desires and lusts of the flesh, we're giving a witness to our faith and we honor our Lord who saved us by his death in our place. Peter says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good works and glorify God on the day when he visits. The second word which ought to direct our conduct here as we live as aliens on earth is the word submit. And we know the word submit is not a politically correct concept or idea, negative images come to mind when we hear that word submit. We might think of dictators and despots and tyrants imposing their will heavy-handed on others. We picture slaves forced to do hard tasks for their masters. Again, the old nature in us hates this idea of submitting to anyone. The old man in us wants to be the master of his own destiny and the ruler of everything he surveys. But here the inspired apostle directs us as aliens traveling in this world to be submissive to those who are placed over us. And we can do that. We can submit. Because as Christians, we are actually right now the most free people on the face of the earth. Trusting in Jesus and the supreme final sacrifice that he made with his own blood to wash away our sins. We are now free from the guilt and the punishment of sin. We have the forgiveness of your sins and mine. We're set free from Satan's deadly grip. And now we're free to obey and serve the living God. We're free to go to heaven when we die. Jesus once said, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And yet at the same time, as happy slaves, we gladly submit ourselves completely to the will of our master, Christ. His will, what he wants for us is that we should fully submit to worldly authority. Peter says, therefore, submit yourselves to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as supreme or to governors uh, who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. Though we're free, privileged kings and queens in the kingdom of God, though we're privileged citizens of heaven here and now, we're not to place ourselves where we live above the law of that land or country. Though we're citizens of heaven, we are to be good citizens of the earth. 
Why is that? Again, Peter says, For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using liberty as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Believers at the time these words were written, sometime in the first century, late, by Peter, believers were part of a new and radical religion. It was one completely different from all the pagan religions surrounding it. People were suspicious of Christians. They were suspicious of Christianity. So this made the believers in the Lord highly visible representatives of Christ and his gospel. It made them targets. And we know this is still the case. By our submissive conduct, we give an effective testimony to our faith. We should not abuse our freedom by doing whatever we want, by being careless in our behavior, by seeking revenge against someone who's harmed us. That would only reflect poorly on Christ and his gospel. So Peter summarizes the alien's submissive code of conduct. He says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. The third word which directs our conduct as aliens here in this world is the word endure. We know to endure means to patiently suffer. It means to persist even in the face of very harsh difficulties. Peter takes it for granted that believers are going to suffer as they make their pilgrimage through this world. For believing in Christ is not a buffer to suffering. In fact, Christ connected the cross on which he himself suffered and died to the life of those who believe in him. He says, if you would follow me, pick up your cross and come. The early Christians understood that this was what Peter was saying to them. Though they had peace with God every day through faith in Jesus, they still had a lot of trouble to face in this world. They were made subject to slander and ridicule from their neighbors. Sometimes they were accused of being disloyal to the government because of their overarching devotion to the Lord. In some places, believers face death because of their faith and their confession. Those things are not so foreign to us today. We also are subject to trouble because of our allegiance to Jesus Christ. And here we carry his cross. Those who hold to and profess the morality that God calls for in his word are liable to be rejected now and ostracized and ridiculed in the society in which we live. Despite all that cruel treatment, we're called upon to endure, to hang in there, to put aside all thoughts of anger and revenge. Why? Because a Christian is aware of the fact that it's God who permits this trouble to come. Peter said, this is commendable if because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. 
It is one thing for us to suffer as a result of some crime we've committed, something wrong that we've done. But, Peter says, when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. Enduring punishment because of your faith and taking that punishment without striking back at the one who's hurting you is a forceful and eloquent testimony to the patient endurance and love of our Lord Jesus. During the recent Lenten season and Holy Week that we just observed, we were clearly reminded of how Jesus was willing to endure unjust suffering and punishment as he took the blame and as he took the punishment for each one of us and for all of our sins. Peter speaks about this in the verses that come right after our text today. He said of Jesus, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. And so we should follow our Savior's example by bearing up to the suffering we experience with patient endurance. And that includes even unjust suffering. In this way, we show ourselves to be Christians. We reveal ourselves as aliens walking on our way home. But this is a strange situation in which we find ourselves living here in this world. On the one hand, we are called and baptized into the royal kingdom of Christ Jesus, who bore our sins in his own body and who, by whose wounds and blood we are healed. On the other hand, at the same time, we live here as citizens of the kingdom of this world. Martin Luther once spoke about our status as blessed aliens. He said, we are to regard this life as a journey through a country where we have no citizenship where we are not at home to think of ourselves as travelers or pilgrims occupying for a night the same inn, eating and drinking there, and then leaving the place as we travel toward our eternal home to that other place above. Let us abstain from evil desires, submit to those who are over us here in this world in authority, and patiently endure whatever hardship comes along. All of this to the glory of our great saving God. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.